Hey, all you beautiful movie-loving people out there, live from a red carpet somewhere, surrounded by celebrities, this is the Movies America Podcast with Van Ebert, where movie reviews meet cold brews. Van will review your favorite, and maybe not so favorite movies, while enjoying some ice-cold beers and saying cheers. Now let's head into the theater and join our illustrious movie reviewer du jour, who's no doubt got the beer ready to pour, Van Ebert. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey, welcome to Movies America Podcast. All right. Hey, welcome into my secret lair. Talk about secret lairs here because we've got a movie that I'll be reviewing today that is just chock full of bad guys. And what do... You know, evil people have in a lot of movies there, they have their evil lair. You know, they have uh, all the Bond villains and, you know, the, you know Dr. Evil, you know, with his evil lair and his evil petting zoo. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it would uh, be in fine form if I uh, had my own evil lair as your evil movie reviewer du jour here, Van Ebert, here at Movies America Podcast. And so, oh chap, let's get right into the movie today, and uh, we'll be reviewing a movie about a British gentleman called The King's Man. My flock, this will not be a war of heroes. Nations will slaughter each other while we get rich. This is going to be fun. <laughs> you cannot keep me locked away as the world burns. Son, the truth is the world is ruled. Corruption and greed. We must do something. Certainly. We are the first independent intelligence agency. Refined but brutal. Civilized but merciless. I turn on the telly and give that movie a go. <laughs> hey, first things first. So, Movies America, this podcast here, of course, it's on the platform that you're listening to it on right now, but uh, it is also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many, many other platforms out there of the podcast persuasion, and there are just a few out there, just a few, just a few. If you happen to be on Apple Podcasts in particular here, uh, please give it a rating, preferably a five-star rating. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I wasn't, uh, if I didn't say that I was uh, hope, hope, hoping for a five-star rating. Of course, you know, we're always striving for the gold medal, uh, but I do realize, you know, realistically, yet sometimes, you know, I might get a bronze medal or I might get lucky if I even get that. So, but... <laughs> They can't all be winners, right? So, but uh, please, yeah, if you're feeling generous, give it a five star rating. Uh, give it a review there. Uh, the ratings and reviews are like if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of Apple Podcasts, that's where you do that. And the review could be just something simple as a, hey, great job or terrible job or something like that. So, and make sure to download episodes there as well on those pl- uh, podcast platforms there so that 
is highly appreciated. Also, the podcast is on my website, Movies America. Sorry, let me try that again. MoviesAmerica.com. And there are a couple of podcast episodes on there that you're not going to get anywhere else. And also, I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Movies America. If you want to share anything with me, uh, you know, just to keep those lines of communication going, let me know what you think. Uh, share anything interesting with me. I mean, you know, it's like I'm, I'm always, uh, you know, looking for anything to. Uh, to delight the eyes, you know, to interest the mind. And uh, you guys don't disappoint with uh, sending me uh, great stuff like that, great fodder to pass along the day with. So thanks thanks to all that have done that already here. But let's keep that up, man. Let's keep that streak up. Let's do it. Come on, you know. Hey, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, go ahead and uh, yeah, just check me out on Twitter and Instagram under Movies America. And, uh, you know, just like anybody else, you know, I like to mix things. I mean, there's been famous, beautiful mixtures in life, you know, like uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups mixing peanut butter and chocolate, you know, just the great um, combinations like that. Well, I like to combine my movie reviews because I love movies, but I also love beer. And so I am going to be drinking beer while reviewing something that I love, movies. The perfect combination. One of the perfect combinations. So today... I will be drinking a Dallas Blonde beer from the Dallas area, of course. It's uh, brewed by Deep Ellen Brewing, and I'm not getting any kind of money for this or anything like that. I just appreciate a good brew, you know, and, uh, you know, it uh, it you know tastes great, and, uh, you know, it wets my whistle, and, hey, you know what? That's all I got to say all about that. And you know what? Speaking of which, I'm just going to uh, take a tug off this thing right now. Okay, so it's time to put our foot on the gas and get into this review. And so if you couldn't tell uh, from the uh, what I think is a pretty good trailer, I will be reviewing The King's Man. Okay, and <laughs> The King's Man is it's kind of like a, a James Bond franchise, but not really. It's just a lot more irreverent. It's like a spy action thriller series there's three of them so far this is the third movie but it's a prequel to the first two and uh it's based on a spy comic book series called the secret service and that was written by mark millar who also uh wrote uh, the kick-ass comic book which the director of this movie the king's man matthew vaughn he also did a movie adaptation of the kick-ass comic book there about like a teenage boy that dreams of being a superhero and all the the hilarious hijinks and action that go along with that. But we're talking about the King's Man today. And then the Secret Service comic book series that this King's Man movie is based off of was also illustrated by Dave Gibbons here of, of Watchmen fame there. So if you ever uh, read The Watchmen, that's uh, who illustrated that, uh, Dave Gibbons. And so this movie franchise, you know, it's got some good bones about it. It's uh, got a good basis and foundation for it. And I have to say, with the exception of the second Kingsman movie, uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, Matthew Vaughn has, you know, really hit it out of the park uh, with this franchise here. He's done a good job with with the movies. I, I can't say if he's done a faithful adaptation to the comic book because I didn't read the comic book. But I, I, you know, I, you know, if if um, 
entertainment is your game when you go to watch a movie here, which it is for most people. Um, you you know you got plenty to entertain you. You know to you know if you got eyes to see and ears to hear, you're gonna you're gonna love this movie. It's got action, it's got humor, it's got quippy lines. The visual effects are fantastic. I mean they pulled no punches on this. It's like I got like a hundred million dollar budget, so. Um, now that's a drop in the bucket compared to like MCU movie, you know, but, but they put the money uh, on the screen right here. And so the visual effects and the action set pieces are fantastic. And, uh, now it's R rated. So it's like, it's an R rated version of James Bond, you know, where it's got the sexual humor and irreverent and raunchy stuff, you know, it's got the, uh, the language and the, and the bloody graphic violence. You don't get that in Bond movies. Right. But in this one, uh, you do. And so, that's the key difference between this, you know, and James Bond. You know, it's a, uh, you know, no martinis, shaking but stir- shaking not stirred, and no uh, Aston Martin DB5s in this movie. But it's got uh, spy stuff, and it's it's visually striking, visually uh, interesting. I mean, it's it's Matthew Vaughn. He was a he was involved with the Guy Ritchie movies, as many of you know. Uh, you know, like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and the and Snatch, you know, all those movies. Uh, you know, many years back, and if you watch those movies, those movies are very quickly edited. Uh, it's you know, if if um, if you're one of those people that hate slow burn movies, you know, like say one of the big complaints this year uh, about Dune is Dune was it's so slow, uh, it's so boring, it just takes forever. Well, you're not gonna worry about. It that with the King's Man and, and Matthew Vaughn movies. Um, some other movies that Matthew Vaughn did was Layer Cake with Daniel Craig. That's pretty much the movie that got Daniel Craig the James Bond gig. Uh, he did that movie back in 2004. And also he did the first, um, he did X-Men First Class, uh, the first X-Men movies, uh, you know, with James McAvoy, uh, that whole uh, crew, Michael Fassbender, that series of movies there and th- that was a kick-ass movie uh, right there <laughs> kick-ass <laughs> he directed kick-ass <laughs> anyway <laughs> and he also uh did a little movie called stardust which is kind of it's kind of a weird kind of trippy it's not his best i think he kind of slipped on a slipped on a banana peel with uh, that movie stardust but uh he redeemed himself with uh with kick-ass i think and with uh you know x-men first class and then it, he went on to do the Kingsman uh, movies there. Uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service, that's the first movie there uh, with Taron Edgerton. And, uh, you know, it, it had a staple uh, of uh, movies from Matthew Vaughn. Mark Strong uh, is in that movie. Colin Firth is in it. Colin Firth, to me, he's kind of like the acting version of Shredded Wheat. <laughs> he's just so... Blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but in in the Kingsman movies, he's you know he's yeah. It would it would it would be straining for me to say he, he's kind of interesting, but forget about him. He's he's not even in the Kingsman. So, but uh, but a British actor that does bring the interesting does bring does intrigue you is Rafe Fines. So Rafe Fines is the star of uh, this movie as Lord. Orlando Oxford, and you know, obviously, we first saw Ray Fiennes on the scene uh, playing the psychopathic uh, Nazi commander 
in a Schindler's List there. So and uh, as uh, Amon Goeth in that movie, and uh, and basically he's just had a great career uh, ever since that. So hey, you know, who knew? Hey, playing a bloodthirsty, psychopathic, murderous uh, Nazi commander. Hey, he launches you to to superstardom. <laughs> so. But he's uh, yeah he does a great job in this movie he's uh, he makes you really care about his character and uh, he just brings some real gravitas uh, to uh, this movie and uh, he he's got a son named Conrad and and, and uh, the the relationship between uh, you know Lord Oxford and his son Conrad Oxford is a real strong part of uh, this movie there the two actors uh, they sell it. Uh, very well here. So, and the I gotta give the the, the actor that plays his son uh, a lot of credit. That's Harris Dickinson plays Conrad Oxford here, and he's he's a, a up and coming fresh face uh, in the uh, you know in the acting world. Uh, he really isn't hasn't really done anything that you know your grandma would know about. It's he's not a household name yet. You know he could be the next James McAvoy. You never know down the pike. But uh, he does a, a really good job uh, in this movie, and uh, and then we got Gemma Arterton as Polly and Reese Ifans. He plays one of the more interesting characters in uh, this uh, movie. He plays Rasputin or Grigory Rasputin, one of history's most famous uh, characters. There, he was the uh, the Russian that uh, you know went to a monastery, tried to be a monk, and failed. And um, I guess. I guess when you go to a monastery and you meet a woman and you get married, I guess that kind of flunks you out of uh, the possibility of being a monk. And so that's exactly what happened to Rasputin in history. <laughs> and then he went on to uh, be an advisor to the last Russian czar, Nicholas II. Uh, and so he and basically he just he, he gained this reputation for like very lascivious, very sleazy uh, behavior and he just went on to uh, live on in, in in lore of history and was involved with World War One and and until uh, he met his bloody end, uh, you know, at the hands of some fellow Russians. There, they tried to first uh, poison him with cyanide via wine and cakes, and when that didn't work, they just uh, went up. Okay, this guy's not gonna die. Eh, let's just shoot him. <laughs> they just shot the hell out of him. So anyway, so that's how Rasputin met his bloody end right there. But but uh, Rezai fans plays Rasputin here. He's one of the bad guys, and uh, so they kind of do a uh, rewrite Rasputin history in this movie. And and Rezai fans does a a really good job. He's one of the more intriguing characters. You know, he's a, a very psych psychopathic bad guy in this movie. Uh, Jaiman Hunsu, uh, he plays Shola in this movie, and he's does. A, a fantastic, a serviceable. Forget the serviceable. A fantastic. He does a fa fantastic job in this, you know, in this movie. As a very uh, stable, stable character, uh, he's one of the supporting characters. He's a rock uh, when it comes to the characters because he's, uh, you know, he's there when he when he's needed by Lord Olin Oxford and uh, Polly. So, so basically, it's it's Lord Oxford, Polly, and Shola. They're kind of a team. And Jamin Hansu does a great job uh, with that. Jamin Hansu's in some of the biggest franchises uh, that you have seen. You know, he's got a part in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, he was he first came in on, onto the scene in Amistad, in Steven Spielberg's Amistad, there as the very intriguing, very captivating. Um, I, I hesitate to say lead slave, but he was like the 
the the spokesman uh, for the slaves in Amistad there, and so that's how uh, you know he got his notice and, and had his movie career shoot into the stratosphere after that movie, and then you know he was uh, Russell Crowe's good buddy in Gladiator. So Jimon Huntsu's uh, in this movie as well. Uh, we, you know, I mean this this movie is just a who's who of British actors, you know, that are big on the scene. Charles Dance, you know, is in this movie as, uh, I believe, a general. And, you know, Charles Dance goes all the way back to the Golden Child in the 80s and Last Action Hero with Schwarzenegger and, you know, Aliens uh, Aliens 3 and and then basically a certain younger demographic knows him mostly uh, as... uh, Tywin uh, Lannister in Game of Thrones, but uh, you know, so Charles dances uh, in this movie. But they all, yeah, they all just come together uh, to, you know, just just provide you with this like this just just gritty kinetic action movie, you know, where that's a spy thriller, and it does take place uh, with you know like pre World War One, and so the the premise of the movie is that it's you know it takes place before World War One, and Lord Oxford is trying his best to avoid World War One, but inevitably, obviously, as we know, the Great War did get fought, and you know the his character and his team have to come together uh, to help out uh, with you know that, and and you know there's a whole lot of intriguing plots. Uh, plot lines in this movie that lend to it, but Lord Oxford, being the ultimate gentleman that he is, you know, he goes about, uh, you know, getting in these adventurous uh, hijinks and situations with his son with honor. You know, Conrad, our ancestors, they were terrible people. They robbed, lied, pillaged, and killed until one day they found themselves noblemen. But that nobility, it never came from chivalry. It came from being tough and ruthless. Back then, to be called a gentleman would have been a death sentence, not the mark of honor it is today. We are Oxfords, not rogues. The great Rafe Fines, ladies and gentlemen. And so this movie, it's, you know, it's been a long time coming for this movie to come out. Uh, you know, I, when I first heard about this movie, this was like back in like 2019. And this movie actually was supposed to come out in, uh, what was it, like November of 2019 is when this movie was supposed to originally come out. And then uh, it uh, came out, uh, obviously it just came out here uh, recently, but it had like, it was one of those unfortunate movies like Top Gun 2 and Spider-Man No Way Home that just kept running into delay after delay after delay. And finally, finally we've got uh, this movie here. But um, kind of interestingly enough, this movie features a lot of World War I like battle scenes in it, like No Man's Land and Trench Warfare and that kind of thing. And it does remind me of the movie 1917, Sam Mendes, uh, Sam Mendes's, is that how you said that? Sam, Sam Mendes's uh, 1917 World War One drama. And I remember, yes, looking at, um, 
the footage, you know, or you know, the scenes here in Order One, and I'm like, wow, that looks a lot like 1917. I wonder if they, you know, like, you know, it had some of the same people working on these 19, you know, or on these World War One uh, scenes here as they did on 1917. And actually, this movie was filmed before 1917, but 1917 came out before this movie. So actually, uh, Kingsman uh, filmed their scenes. Uh, the World War One battle scenes before 1917. So actually, 1917 took their battle scenes from the King's Man, and not the other way around. But uh, if you've seen 1917, you see like the gritty trench warfare, the just the bloody, you know, just uh, carnage of World War One. It doesn't really get covered in movies a whole lot. Well, this movie, The King's Man, does does have a lot of that in the second act there, and it's it's really eye popping. When you watch it, and it really just illustrates the horrors of war, the bloody carnage, and uh, the just the explosive destitution of being out on the battlefield, and particularly in World War One. And so, there is a very entertaining and captivating uh, sequence, uh, a rather long sequence in this movie of just all about uh, World War One warfare. So this movie, I mean, it just it, and it's it's kind of interesting because it does have different uh, how how do I want to put this here? It just it has a different face in between the first act, the second act, and the third act. It's almost like three movies, and so the second act is a lot of the World War One battlefield action. Uh, the first act is a lot of what you expect, you know, introducing the characters, all that exposition. And then the second act gets, you know, is when stuff really gets rolling here, which is, you know, obviously the way that most movies and, and books, for that matter, uh, you know, roll. And it's kind of, to me, it's kind of peculiar uh, because this movie, all of a sudden, just in the second act, all of a sudden they just start dropping a bunch of F-bombs left and right. And don't get me wrong, I am no prude. I mean, I, I have no problem with a bunch of F-bombs in movies and whatnot. Hell, Beverly Hills Cop is one of my... Favorite movies, uh, Midnight Run. There's like a f bomb. Like there's like a, you know like 37 f bombs every minute in both those movies or something like that. <laughs> you know, so I don't have a problem with f bombs in movies, but it just kind of threw me because the first act is kind of you know all gentlemanly and uh, we're all about civilization and uh, we all speak you know the king's English and you know no profanity at all. You know, and then all of a sudden in the second act, all of a sudden. You know, it sounds like uh, you know Kevin Hart's comedy routine here, just dropping f bombs left to right. And again, it it, it it's not to bes- besmirch mo- the movie. Nothing wrong with it. I was just taken aback, and so it doesn't take anything away from the movie. But it was just kind of an oddity to me in in this movie. So it's like if you're gonna have the f bombs, like spread it out amongst the movie. But anyway, that's kind of a, just a stupid aesthetic kind of concern. Uh, not even a concern, but just an observation about about the movie here. But yeah, it, it's you know it's got uh, it's got all kinds of interesting stuff in this movie. Uh, I did like seeing Aaron Taylor Johnson in this movie. Now, now if you've seen Kick Ass, uh, Matthew Vaughn's earlier movie, Aaron Taylor Johnson plays the the title character Kick Ass in it, and he has a small role in this movie here. And so I, I remember, you know, when he popped up on screen, like, hey, it's kick-ass in a World War One, you know, uniform. Hey, you know, that's pretty cool. And so, but Aaron Taylor Johnson, you've probably seen him more recently, like in Tenant. And he was in the movie Savages. He played only one of the surfer dudes on Savages with 
Taylor Kitsch and uh, who's that? Uh, not Brooklyn Decker. Who's the other one? Um, oh, uh, was, oh, oh, Blake Lively. Yeah, so she was in uh, in Savages there with uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. So those again, n- another one of those actors where you're like, oh, that guy. I didn't know his name, but I know what he looks like. You know, but he's in this movie. He's got a small uh, role, but. Yeah, I mean, check out uh, this movie. It's it doesn't get a whole lot of play. It, you know, it, it doesn't. It, the Kingsman is by no means like a MCU, DC Comics, Star Wars, you know, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings level franchise. But if you're just looking for just some pure golden entertainment, you know, just just something to take your mind off of things. You know, you could do a whole lot worse than the Kingsman, and you, you get some get to see some good acting in it. It's just, yeah, it, it's 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 dazzling to the eyes. It's the again, like the visual, like I said, the visual effects are really good. They have a really cool uh, parachute uh, flying a plane to get to the evil uh, to the bad guys' evil lair sequence at the you know towards the end of the movie. That I was like, wow, that's just. I was just amazed at you know what the visual effects artists uh, did with that, and it's it's a uh, pretty kind of you know it's I, I wouldn't say stomach churning, but yeah, it's it definitely keeps you distracted and, in a good way, in a good way on this movie. And so again, Ray Fiennes is is fantastic in this movie. So yeah, definitely go check it out. And hey, before I wrap it up, I'm here. I'm gonna take a little uh, another little tug off of my Dallas Blonde here. It's so great. So yeah, if you can get your hands on like Dallas Blonde from Deep Ellum Brewing Company, go check it out here. I mean, if you're a, a fan of the you know the barley and hops of, of the suds, definitely check that out. And with that, hey, let me thank you again for listening to this podcast. You know, hey, I mean, I'm you know if you could see me right here, I've got this face of gratitude all over my mug right now. I'm just like I'm just 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 so full bubbling up to the very tippy top uh to my eyeball, eyeballs with gratitude that you're listening to my humble movies America podcast here. And again, it's on uh I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Movies America. Reach out. Let me know you're out there. Let me know you're live, people. Come on. Yeah. So, with that, hey, a thousand thanks for listening and you guys Stay gentlemen and gentle ladies, okay? Cheerio!